Let's do this! Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm Tyler. And we are Cart Collectors. Welcome to the program. Yeah, welcome to the program. We got some guests here. We got Lash Long. What are you guys doing? This is our show. What are you... We are supposed to do the intro. Let's do it again. Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show with your hosts, Jake. And Joe. Today we got our title-stealing guests here. Jacob and Tyler. We've been mentioning them for quite a while now. I think month or way so. Way back. I think you mentioned us once. Oh, I think I mentioned it's you been a couple times. of times. It's been it? a couple of times. We We're really talked about you episode five, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That, that was fun. I cried. <laughs> it's so humbling. <laughs> so humbling. Well, um, wanted to just take a second to explain to everyone at home how we know each other. Mm -hmm. um, I know we we just had lunch and we're talking about how long we've known each other and. It's, it's been about since 2014. 14. 14. So it's been roughly three years or so. Yep. So I just want to pull up the first message that it was ever sent. Ever sent. Commun any communication. For, yes. Yes. any. Well, I mean, Jacob and I were already friends. Of course. The moment it all began. So January 17th, 2014, uh, Jake messages me. Hey, dude, I freaking love your YouTube channel. What's the best way to come about getting a SNES these days? eBay? Question mark? I think I just wanted to open up a communication with you guys. Because you never expressed interest in the Super Nintendo after that. <laughs> because I just, like, thought your channel was cool. And as soon as I found out that you were from Maine... Yeah. I was like, no way! I want to know these. Wait, guys. so you started watching their videos before you knew they were from me? Yeah, I thought we were. I, I mentioned that at Ken's earlier, and because oh, I, oh, I was trying to remember um, how I came about seeing their videos, I think I just stumbled upon them on YouTube. We kind of spammed a little bit. That. Remember that guy in Massachusetts who was like, "I swear." I recognize your voice when I was talking. He's like, I swear I recognize your voice. I think we I've seen some of your Wiley. videos. Yeah, we went no, on an ABGN trip to Mass. And yeah. We did, we did like a three-part video on that. We were hunting at, um, uh, elect what, what was that place? Um, it's in, uh, I don't remember. It's in, the electric I, shops. I don't remember. But it, it was really cool. And the guy was like, we said we were recording for our channel. He's like, what's your channel? Like, no, car collectors. Car like, collectors. your voice. He was pointing at you. It's like, your voice. Like, I, That's crazy. I swear I've seen your voice. And, like, we I kind of feel like you're just trying to make us feel good. Make us feel good and then try to buy something. We ended up buying some, but he, he was a cool guy. So I his tactics him. worked then. Yeah. <laughs> he got the. Well, we, we, we were already going to buy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I bought, like, a Donkey Kong VHS tape. Oh, nice. From him. It was VHS? Cool. No, yeah. I, thought about, oh. I thought it was the banjo one. No, it was That was from Frank. Yep, that was from Frank. So we've been really pumped to have you guys on the show. This is the first time that Tyler and I actually met Joe, so this was kind of cool. I've known you guys for about as long. Like we were saying when we were eating earlier, I'd never really messaged you directly or anything, but Jacob and I have talked... Joe and I have had no communication. Like, yeah, even like... Facebook comments, like, <laughs> once we've, like, overlapped on posts, but even then we're not, like, replying to each other's comments. Right, right. <laughs> that was the only break in the connection, too, because we it all talk is, to yeah. each other. Yeah. I don't really talk to anybody, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty consistent. I think, I think even in our group chat, where we've been talking, like, nonstop for the last <laughs> month or so. I don't participate No direct You and I have only, like, interacted, like, once or twice, and it was when I took a jab at you, or you took a jab at me, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Another thing that we're going to try to keep straight this show is that two of our 
four participants have the same name, Jake and Jacob. Yeah. When we say Jacob, we were referring to our guest. When we say Jake, we we're referring to half of the Jake and Joe show. And I will <laughs> often refer to Jake possibly as Lashlon because that's an inside joke uh, since we started hanging out. We might yeah. get to that, although it's pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, you were talking up like, you were talking about how you go to lawn sales all the time instead of yard sales. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, who calls it a lawn sale? It's only a yard la- sale. Only Lash Lawn would call <laughs> I've, I've called it a lawn sale my whole life. My whole family has. What do you call and it? I, yard sale. Okay, good. I, yeah. Okay, I good. had no idea. <laughs> I even call like a garage sale a yard sale. Yeah. It's all a yard yeah, sale. Everything. It's all a yard sale. Yeah. I mean, I've heard lawn sale before. Right. But like, nobody ever actually calls it that. No. I don't know, man. I, and That's see, weird. that was the first time when it even occurred to me that that was odd. Because you, you brought it up. I think probably I've said the term lawn sale before and people are just like, huh, weird. Okay, well, the time whatever. I actually like, brought it up and it was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yard sale. I, I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I was yeah. like, what? Really? That's your, that's your first go-to to describe that. Yeah. That's funny. I, I never noticed. So I'd like to mention before we get further into the show, I know this was a month ago for you guys listening because of our release schedule. But it was just last week for us. We dropped episode six. Oh. And if you follow our Facebook page or anything like that, you might have noticed that we did not promote our show that week. <laughs> just forget about it. And it was for a very specific reason. Episode six was the worst episode we have done so far. I would listen to episode one seven times in a row. Seven before. times in a row. And it's funny, too, because we had said that episode five was going to be where we hit our stride. And I felt like episode four and five were so solid. Mm-hmm. And then we yes. released episode six, which was like taking like 30 steps back again. <laughs> I so, honestly Just want... renumber it as one and then make bump everything up. On the ah, there yeah. we go. There you go. No, just make it zero, 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 like prologue episodes. Yeah, so the prologue un- episode. Unnecessary. That's like our alien syndrome video. Uh, it's yeah. definitely our... Worst video of all. A link time. to that video will be in the description. Look it up, everybody. I'll make it private right now. <laughs> I, I, now are, we, are we talking about the review or the trailer? The review. The trailer's uh, worse. Pretty off. I don't know. I would say the review. The review is awful, but it's comical. The trailer was awful because it was awful. Now there's some unreleased footage from the trailer that I that will never get released out of respect to yeah. you. Oh man. Mm. Can we can we get a story on that? Nope. No. Oh, ooh, wow, it's top secret. All right. Maybe after the podcast. Maybe maybe someday, just not today. Uh, so yeah, episode 6 was dry in content and I really want to I would like to pass that off as like it was around the holidays so we were really busy. As much as we wanted to put the show on the forefront of our minds, it, I think that week it kind of ended up being like a yeah. back of the mind thing. And we made a list for the discussion segment. And neither of us thought that would be boring until it was a two minute recording. Yeah. <laughs> so we, it, was we, the, it was the 2016 year in review, if you yeah. don't remember. I hope you don't. Uh, I actually I, I clicked on it and I uh, got maybe halfway through. I don't blame so you, you didn't even I, listen to the whole thing. I was thing. about halfway through as and well. During, yeah. the ha- during that first half of it, I was doing other things. Not really yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a low point for us. Hopefully we never stoop that low again. Hey, no. At least you had an episode though. Like, I mean... <laughs> we almost contemplated just yeah. rushing the next episode and putting it out that day instead of... Like, completely just or, trash that episode. I think we also were toying with the idea of releasing episodes 6 and 7 at the same time. Right. So that... If people didn't like six, so like if anyone at all who's right. breathing, yeah, <laughs> would also be able to listen to to something that's 
of decent quality and not have to wait a whole week for something else. And I have a, a friend that I have uh, gotten into our podcast and, and he's been oh, listening really? to him. Yeah, and uh, I haven't heard how he feels about it yet. But I'm hoping that he's not like, no, I'm not listening to your show anymore. I know he'd never be like that. but Well, yeah. honestly, episode six will probably be your most important episode because our worst videos are the ones where we're like, we're never doing that again. And yeah, yeah, that's true. Teach. Yeah, that's you true. You know what's funny is our worst episodes are probably the ones we talk most about because we're like, oh, that is the worst episode we've ever done. That's like, We nature. just mentioned that. We didn't mention our best video. We just mentioned our because worst video. Because there isn't video. one. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple of videos. Uh, there's, there's a couple that we're pretty proud yeah. of, but that's about it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> On to tech. Since we have the car collectors here, uh, we figured we'd go around and talk about our first notable video game experience that we can think of. So my first experience, or really the biggest memorable one from that I can think back, uh, being preschool age or kindergarten and like uh playing sega genesis with my brother and my mom and dad were there and like that was pretty much the only thing we ever did as a family it's like playing sonic 2 or streets of rate whatever it was so like for that to be like the only childhood memory with the family kind of sad but but it's nice and that kind of is part of why uh video games are so important to me yeah i like that a lot i like that i can kind of relate to that because my dad doesn't play games at all, but Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2004 on the Xbox. He all of a sudden just got into it and got learned all the controls, and we would play all the time. It was the only game we ever played. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally know how you feel about that. Yeah. I'm in a similar boat, actually, uh, with racing games. Um, a majority of my childhood growing up, it's all I played. Um, it was the fa- my, my dad's favorite genre. Uh, was like PGR Racing on the original Xbox, uh, and then we had Driver on the PS One. Uh, Did you ever play Forza or anything like that? Uh, yeah, when when we got we got a three sixty when it came out in two thousand six, and we had Forza then. Yeah. Was there a Forza on the original? It Xbox? came out with I believe it was a release game. It was Forza and um, what's that game? The game when you're on the roller skates. No, oh, that was Jet- Se- that was Sega GT and Jeff. That was Force, yeah, right? that, that was Sega GT Radio. and then right. That's what it was. Jet Set Radio and then Forza came out shortly after. Yeah, I had both games. Sega that's GT was a good game too. Sega GT. I could it's... never get too far into it because it seemed like you never had enough money yeah. to do what you wanted yeah. to do. So, racing game, Gran Turismo Three. Don't say anything, Jake. Gran Turismo oh, Three. You ever play that at all? Uh, that was PS Two, correct? Yeah. I never had a PS Two. Oh. Okay. I had a PS One. You're not missing then, out on anything. And then <laughs> Jake and I have divisive, like very opposite opinions on that. I I had a PS One. Right as the PS One faded out, the Xbox was becoming popular, so we got that, and then we got a 360 when that came out in 06. and then when the PS Three came out. Like, was that like a year later or something like that? Or was it the same year? I think it was the same year. It was a little bit after, though, I believe. I think we sold we, we sold the 360 and got the PS3 because my dad wanted it for the Blu-ray uh, capabilities. Uh, so, no, I, I skipped PS2. Never had it. Yep, I didn't have a PS2 until recently as well. Yep, so. Gran Turismo, can't say much. Gran Turismo Except for the 3. newer ones. Gran it's Turismo just... 5 was... Really good. So, when I was growing up, I, instead of having a Sega Genesis like Tyler here, I had a Super Nintendo. I'd play that all the time with, like, my brothers and sisters, and probably one of my most memorable, like, things was coming home from school and playing, like, playing the Super Nintendo. We primarily played uh, Super Mario Kart. 
that was always a fun time with versing my siblings and trying to get as far as we can and beat each other. It was just always a fun time. And then we always played like Super Mario World and all the, all the good stuff. We were, we were pretty fortunate with having all the good games, Donkey Kong Country, all those. But it was just always a good time coming home and being able to play with my siblings. Mm-hmm. Common theme so far, family related. Family, yep. Video games. Now, how close are we with our families now? I'm, I'm still really close. Uh, yeah. Not that, we, not that it has to be answered, but just, if that's the common theme, like, of it, Yeah, for, of for the most part, yeah. I, I, see my, I see all my siblings uh, probably once a month or once every other month. Yeah. Minimum. My family lives two miles away. So, so you're close. Yeah, physically. Yeah, physically close. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And actually, all my family lives in a, the immediate area. A large portion of my family lives in Madison, which is like 10, yeah. 10 minutes from mm-hmm. here. So I see all of them fairly regularly. You know, it's, it's funny that I even hesitated because I don't even try to, and I feel like I mention my brother almost every single episode. Yep. That's true. It just comes up somehow. <laughs> so yeah, we're close. This one might be a little cliche because I feel like every casual gamer in the world might bring up this title, but my first and most notable experience was playing a lot of Super Mario Brothers 3 on the Super Nintendo as part of All-Stars. Uh, so I actually, my only experience with that game was like the upgraded graphics yeah. for, to 16-bit as opposed to 8. Yeah. And that was that was really cool. I remember being like six years old and naturally waking up at the crack of dawn. I mean, I'm talking like 5.30 or 6. I mean, for a young kid, I, I suppose that's early. Maybe not. I, I but, generally woke up at 5 every morning going yeah. to school. And uh, I, I believe this was before school. So maybe I was 4 or 5. I didn't start kindergarten oh, wow. until that's, I was that's almost really 6. Young. I didn't. I didn't start kindergarten until six because of my birthday. Makes sense. It's because he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the cutoff date was like I was born six days after the cutoff date. That's oh, what wow. they told you. That's what they told you. No, October. The cutoff date for um, me was the fifteenth. That's of what they. That's what they told you. You go home and look at your birth certificate, and it's like different day than you thought it was. What? <laughs> that's that's normally an Oct- an August baby kind of thing. Oh really? Wait, normally. when were you born? October twenty first. Really? That's 1990. weird. That is weird. I I could July August and sometimes we September. we had we had some oh. people who were I think it was like September third. Well, well district, and they were different a year younger guys. than me. Oh yeah, I think that's I'm what sure, it was. I'm sure that that must have been it. Yeah, we had, I started kindergarten late because I was born in August. So. Oh okay, yeah I don't know maybe I'm dumb. Probably. <laughs> but probably so. But yeah, so I remember waking up really early at, I'll say five. I'll average it out. Say about five years old. And every single morning, my mom must have hated me. I would, like, go into her room and shake her awake and ask if I could play the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Knowing she'd say yes and she'd be annoyed, but I would just have to ask. Cause that's, you were a good kid. I, I, I was. I honestly little think I was. A little bit slow, but you were a good kid. <laughs> well, that, that, same October. thing with me. I had, like, a 30-minute time limit, so I always had to check in before I started playing yeah. and check in when I was done playing just so I can get my time written down. Oh, um, yeah. I had no time limit. Well, on you like Ooh, look at you. Mr. Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> Ooh. My mom bought me Conker's Bad Fur Day when I was like nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. She did not realize she literally She recommended it. for. She's like, I saw this at Movie Gallery. It looks really cute. I think it'd be great for you. Let's go rent it. And so we went to go rent it, and the, the woman on the register was like, you know this game's inappropriate, right? And my mom's like, 
is it? She's like, yeah, I guess from what I've heard, there's, you know, some alcohol references and just some adult themes. <laughs> Mom's like, all right, well, when we go home, I'll sit down with him and see what it looks like. And, <laughs> and so we get there and there was already a save file on it because it was a cartridge. Yeah. And, uh. It was like the one of the final levels where it's like the war scene and he's got the helmet and the cigar and the AK-47s. And my mom's like, yeah, that's not that bad. <laughs> America. It's probably the most yeah. tame scene. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And then, so I play that and I'm like, this is really hard. I'm going to start, and I want to start over. So I start over in like the opening scene. He's like wasted. He's like puking. And, uh, there's a lot of sex. And I was just like, whoa. And the first boss is the great Mighty Pooh. Yeah, I mean, just to finish finish my story there i would just remember being wrapped up in a blanket sitting alone in the wee hours of the morning playing super mario brothers 3 until everyone else woke up and i had to get off so that was like my that was what kind of formed me into the gamer that i am today maybe not today but i was for a very long extended period of time that's that's what that's mine how about you joe oh i had an observation like so we didn't have limits on our gameplay. You had no. a limit. I don't know if you had any limited. I did. Okay. We both have really bad eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> We're the ones with glasses. They like we've got thick lenses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what like I'm not allowed to drive without them. I didn't pick oh, up I, on that. I don't want to drive without them. Wow, that's kind of funny. I would be scared to. Yeah, drive I, I was. I was typically allowed an hour a day. Mine was age. mine was thirty minutes, and I could do fifteen in the morning, fifteen in the afternoon. If I yeah. wanted what to, or something heck? like that. Yeah. How how do you even do anything in that period of time? Very quickly. <laughs> an hour was an hour was bad, um, but it helped that a lot of the games I played were racing games. Yeah. So that it's makes not sense. like they're story driven, so I could play a few races and then be done. Yeah. I, yeah Usually the easy. fifteen minutes was long enough. Like I played Donkey Kong sixty four when I was younger. The fifteen minutes was long enough to do at least partial two, yeah. level or something like that, and you could save at any point in the game so it's, it wasn't that big of a it's deal. funny though because i had i've never got more than an hour a day and i have two two younger siblings and uh, my brother he's almost 10 maybe a little bit younger than that and he has no limits i mean he i mean not that there's no limits i'm sure if he was playing all day they would say something but he gets much more than an hour a day that comes along with being the oldest. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you the oldest? I am the oldest. Yeah, and I'm I was the, too. I'm the youngest. Youngest. Oh, oh really? You're yeah. the youngest and You're you still had, and you had limits. 30 minutes. Yeah. You well, had a different brother, environment. Me and my though. brother. Well, I mean, we also had uh, my stepmother owns a daycare. Mm-hmm. So, like, we had all the kids wanting to play video games as well. So, uh, that's probably why my limit was fairly strict. Yeah. Like, we would, I remember, like, questioning, like, do I want to play, like, Super Mario Kart with this kid or with this kid or with my brother or whatever yeah because you had a very limited time you wanted yep. to make the best i wanted of to it. make sure it was gonna be worth it and i think it was eventually put up to an hour um i don't remember when and then it was just once we had our own like personal game consoles yeah, i think yeah. the very first game console i personally owned i believe was either the gamecube or the xbox mm-hmm. and once i got those i was able to pretty much play whatever my first experience is a little different actually my the first memorable thing i can remember isn't even console related it's pc related okay uh age of empires oh man oh, the man. first one came out That's in 1997 oh. i believe it was and uh, my uncle who i still play a lot of games with today uh used to play age of empires a lot 
and I would just, I was, you know, four when I first started watching him play. So I didn't play for a good period of time. Um, but once I was finally old enough, AOE 2 had come out, Age of Empires 2. Uh, so that was the really the first, like, big game that I got into. And I still know that game, like, the back of my hand. Like, I know that thing inside and out. Um, but Age of Empires 1 was definitely my first big, ex- big memorable experience. I'm a little bummed that Steam hasn't remastered AOE 1. Yes. Because all my nostalgia is in AOE 1. When they did AOE 2, I'm like, cool, but I don't really care about it. <laughs> AOE 2 is really solid. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it on is. the same engine as AOE 1, and they just added a lot. You know, they, they updated a lot of mechanics and stuff and made it more convenient to play. Yeah. Like, they added an item queue and stuff like that. Right. Which was really annoying not having that in AOE I remember 1. playing Age of Empires when I was younger with couple of my friends we played the entire day and we just would like it's so good it's so good it's it helps that like one game can take like two or three hours exactly so you play like four games and the whole day's done yeah i would (laughs) i would play a game and like like my friends would go outside or whatever for a little while come back check on me once in a while yeah (laughs) then we'd switch it up i remember uh aoe one had a map editor so you could make your own scenarios or whatever and I would always set it up so, like, the map's a big square. And each starting team would get a sliver of land on the outsides of the map. And then in the middle was just all forest. So for, like, to cut two to each or other? three hours of game time, yeah. all you're doing is building your empire and cutting down trees. Yep. And then you finally get to the other side. And at this point, like, you've hit population cap and you have, like, hundreds of thousands of extra resources you can use. And it That's was just cool. all out war. I like that. Uh, but I remember making the game take as long as I could because I loved long games. Same. Yeah. And it bugged me when I'd play online and people would just rush me. Right. It's, just, it's not fun that right. way. You know, AOE 1 and Roller Coaster Tycoon, yes. both were games that every kid loved, I think, because I, I think Sim both Coaster. were available at the Scholastic Book Fair. I oh, know maybe. for a fact I got my copy of RCT from the book fair. Oh. And oh. I think I got AOE from the book fair, too. I think I got them both from my uncle. Oh. No, hmm. RCT 1 would be something that my dad got, but I definitely got AOE from my uncle. Mm-hmm. I played Sim Coaster when I was younger. I've never I'd play that. That was a good game. Hours. That's a good game. I'd play that for hours on end. I actually completely that, forgot about that. Was that the Sims version of our of roller coaster Probably. Technique? Uh Probably. no, I don't think it was related at all. There was a there was a Sim series of games. There was there's the Sims, but then there was also the Sim Sim, City. Sim series. Sim, yeah. Um so there was like Sim Safari, uh yeah. Sim City, Sim Coaster, Sim but yeah, I something else. Sim, Sim Safari Coaster was good for... too hours on it it was just such a fun game sim safari was a tycoon type game but you were building a resort in like zoo too or uh no no it wasn't it was like a you were building a resort in like africa or something like that on on the savannah yeah it was it was a pretty fun one i remember singing some hours into that haven't thought about that in a long time yeah (laughs) yeah so enough talking about our first video game experiences let's get into song of the week I think we should have our guests begin again. Who time, started the previous segment? He did. Okay, so I, gonna, Jacob, what song. is your song of the week? Uh, my song of the week is Aquatic Ambience in Donkey Kong Country. Ooh.
Why is that your song of the week? Can we have some background? Uh, it's not prepared. a really nice song. <laughs> it's so relaxing. <laughs> it and like I played, like I said earlier, Super Nintendo was pretty much my, a lot of my childhood. Yep. We had Donkey Kong Country. We played that all the time. Pretty much. I mean, if I could, I'd say all the Donkey Kong Country music, but I can't. <laughs> and I can. wish, I wish you guys could see uh, the look on Joe's face as he was listening to that song because, to to my knowledge, he's not familiar with it. Or he zero wasn't. familiar. Famili- zero familiar. Never heard it. <laughs> I've never, no, never heard it. No experience. <laughs> he was just bobbing his head, just like so peaceful looking. See? So, such a peaceful song. <laughs> Didn't so want nice. to disturb him. So Tyler, yes. you got a good one for us? Um, It's probably one that, I mean, Jacob has heard it, and you. I've probably shown it to you at some point, and I did mention it in our group chat on Facebook. Um, so... I, I also really like Aquatic Ambience. Um, all the Marios and Zeldas have great music, uh, or at least me- very memorable music. Um, so- Sonic had good music, and uh, Streets Rage 2 had really awesome music. But I did more Genesis, um, and this is mine. It's not so much one particular song, it's when you turn on the console, and so it's that little part and then the theme song. All right. I don't think you mentioned the name of the track or where it's from. It's the theme from the Lost Vikings that, uh, it was on SNES and Genesis. I personally played the Genesis version, but it's pretty much the same. Yeah, so. cool. Yeah, And I think uh, it's worth noting to people who don't know that that was a Blizzard game, yep. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think wow. that was really cool, yeah. Didn't they show up in... Um, you can play them in World of Warcraft somehow. Not World of Warcraft. Yeah, I think it was World of Warcraft. No, it wasn't World of Warcraft, I didn't think. Uh, something Either else way. you had mentioned while we were listening to the track... Yes, was that I I feel like Sega Genesis really tried to encapsulate that 90s cool feel. Yeah, and definitely. Jacob had said that it was like a trash canny sound. Yeah, with very the, the Sega exactly, and and I thought it was really cool. We we heard the beginning and I was like, oh, it sounds pretty generic, and then all of a sudden it was like, it was just yeah, really cool. The 90s was Drops a it. weird time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the '80s were pretty normal, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite decade. <laughs> Lots of neon, you know, colors. And, yeah, you know. coming back. Well, now that our guests have mentioned their song of the week, I think uh, we'll have Joe go first between us because I believe I went first last time. So, in the spirit of fairness, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, my song of the week is from a more modern uh, game. When did we decide that that game? I think you said 2010. I think it was around. I think it was around then. Let me double check. Wow, later than I thought. Came on 2013. The, the game. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 2013. Uh, So the name of my track is "Will the Circle Be Unbroken?" and it's from a game called Bioshock Infinite. Uh, For those of you who are unfamiliar, Bioshock Infinite is a first-person shooter where you spend a lot of time in the 
you know, like a sky-born city. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it's floating. And uh, it's a pretty story-driven, emotional experience. There's a point during the game where in the middle of, like, a crap fest, like, everything is going wrong for the main characters, they walk into a house and one of the main characters sees a guitar sitting on the floor. So she picks it up and she starts playing. And she starts singing this song that I'm about to show you guys. And it's just like... It it gave me goosebumps when I heard it because it's it's the perfect calm before the storm type of track where everything's going wrong and they stop for a minute to play guitar and sing. And you you have the option to stand there and watch the character sing and play the whole song or you can walk away and she'll put the guitar down. So if you're not paying attention or if you never visit that room, then you never, you know, that part of the game never happens for you. Um, but I'm glad I found it. So here's a little snippet of that. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, by and by? Is a better home awaiting in the sky, in the sky? It edges on being like super religious, but in like a culty way, culty, cynical, like yeah. dark way. It's a very cool mix. Um, so the circle be unbroken is is actually a religious song. Yeah. Um, and so it was cool to see them bring that in and you know use it in this game. I don't know. It was just so well done. Such a good it choice was. of a song for the game. It was, and it really does like one of the only games that have ever even attempted to evoke emotion yeah. that I've played. That and I think uh, Walking Dead Season 1 almost got <laughs> me. But that got me. Yeah. The end of Bioshock Infinite got me. It was oh, good. The reveal at the end. Oh, man. Man, that game was masterpiece. You didn't, Great writing. You didn't cry at the end of, what, Final Fantasy 7? Did, I never played it. Oh, neither did I. Me neither did I. That's what I, I understand, though, because that's what everyone talks about. Saving the best for last. What's your song of the week, Jake? All right, so not this is this is one of those games where no one I know besides my brother and I have actually played, and I think I have brought it up. I may have brought it up in the podcast, but I did bring it up in PIT. Yes, back when we did plugged in tech. tech. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, I know he's gonna Phantom say Dust. For the Xbox. Oh, game that no one's heard of and probably doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I. They said that they'd uh, remake it, and back in 2014, E3, they said they'd remake it. Then it got canceled, Aww. and then I thought it got picked up again, uh? but maybe it got canceled Aww. again. <laughs> <laughs> it's emotional. But it, it really was, because I actually chose the Xbox One over the PS4 because Boo. of that. that was big. I have both now that I never play. <laughs> Oh, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> I but, don't play my PS4, so I guess I can't. I either. But yeah, like the original choice in me getting the Xbox One over the PS4 was banking on that hope that they would bring this game back. That's how much I loved it. Uh, and it's a game that, even on the front cover of the game, it says that is unlike any Xbox experience, any Xbox game you've ever played. And it's like if you played Magic Cards and you were doing a third-person kind of like action-adventure type of game. Uh, I won't get too far into it, but I do love it, so I would I would love talking about it forever. 
But here's the specific track I like. Their soundtrack was really good. Uh, they have like reboots of like little techno themes, and it it actually reminds me of like the whole garbage can sound yep. that you were talking about, but it's more modernized. And the whole goal of the soundtrack while I was playing the game was to like put you into that atmosphere of this dystopian future. Um, basically, what it is is like there's a dust that's covering the earth. Almost all humans have been wiped out. There's very few people who have uh, stayed alive they're all underground and on top of that only a few of those people can last any amount of time on the surface huh. no one has any memory of life before the bunkers which is weird and everyone's like i just no one knows now for the moment i've been waiting for and i hope you all have been waiting for this is the discussion segment for the show Today, since we have the car collectors here, we wanted to talk about um, what it's like to be content creators. What's the process behind it? What drives you and motivates you to do to put out content, whether it be videos like these guys do, um, audio only podcasts like Joe and I. Wait, this is audio only? It, what have I been dressing up? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. He it. He has a nice Ken Bone T-shirt on. You guys, hopefully, you'll appreciate that. Uh, so I think what we're going to do is get one of those nice, this is going to put a lot of pressure on Joe, but one of those nice little flashback sounds on the going way back. Oh, guys. like the memory. Yeah. yeah. Now I got to find a sound effect <laughs> like that. Flashback. Going way back. Hey, it's Joe in post-production. Couldn't find a sound like that. So, uh, here's Jake saying it again. To the very beginnings of the car collectors. Okay, so to start off, uh, the you mentioned what it's like to be content creators. I don't know, because we're kind of on hiatus. But hiatus um, is the best way to make videos. <laughs> but we have so, so many ideas. It requires watching a lot of Netflix. Um, but okay, anyway, that's so about it. You guys, really, I I do want to start by saying the beginning. I respected and still respect you guys so much for putting out the amount of content you do and you have a fairly good schedule you still, um yeah you, you, you used need to talk it had all past okay. <laughs> all right i know you guys are on hiatus right now but i think you're gonna come back i, I think we're getting we're working fairly on it. strong right that's what we're hoping and i always thought it was so cool like seeing I, I looked up to that because that's something that i've always wanted to do wanted to do something creative and joe and i have gone on like multiple ventures now this is just the latest one <laughs> trying to who figure knows out, what's next trying to figure <laughs> out something to do to just make us feel good about like the creative to side be proud of, just, of it creatively proud stimulated. Of it. like and, when we look back on a youtube channel we're proud of most of the stuff we've done yeah exactly sure. most in bold right. but most. you gotta take why, why not just i mean yeah. you gotta take risks and when you take risks you end up having um some terrible episodes or terrible videos. <laughs> <laughs> terrible episodes. <clears throat> Number six. <clears throat> yeah. 
Okay. So yeah, I just I just wanted to let you guys know how I stand on that, and that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to get in touch with you guys once I found out you were from Maine, because I was just yeah. like, dude, these guys are awesome. I want to be their friends. So tell us more about you. Yeah. I think we should start where we were inspired. Yeah. Uh, Tyler and I were huge in the AVGN, Angry Video Game Nerd, with James Wolf and... And we're the only people to have been inspired by him to go on to only, make, to make only. YouTube videos. The only ones. <laughs> the only ones ever. Um, so... Uh, the story of the cart collectors. story of the cart collectors. So at first came off as I was dating this uh, girl and um, actually even before before that uh, you first... came up to me because we were I was in the text center yeah. and uh, Tyler drove by and was like hey want to be my friend <laughs> want to be my friend <laughs> <laughs> no what did you even say to me I didn't you just reminded me of this story a, a couple weeks ago I totally forgot about it until then so you, this is on you and then I'll no so I was dating this girl and we were Going to church, I think it was. I think that was the first time we actually met was well, at church. Well, so we went, I'm a year older than Jacob, and we went to different high schools, but those high schools happened to go to the same technical center. Which took up like an afternoon. And Half of the day. And happened to yeah. go on the same time. And we weren't actually friends in at that tech center, but we saw each other around. I think I knew what his name was. He might have known what my name was. No idea. Well, I, I knew you were computer. I knew you were in the computer class. You knew I was in the graphics class. I had no idea. You knew I went to the school. I, I had, had no idea. idea. <laughs> Anyways, did um, you know he existed? No, he I had, had no, no idea, idea who he was. So I just remember him pulling up to me in a white van. <laughs> it was a white. It really, it really was a white van. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And they had the windows were tinted too. I think they were pretty tinted. Yeah. And then you rolled wow. down your. You rolled it was down, a nice van. Rolled down your window and was like, "Hey, what's up?" It was a you nice video van. Games? You I got seen all the candy in the back. It was a really was nice, games, like not candy. the higher end Dodge Caravan. Like I don't know why we like we had no money. Like my dad got he had a car business and some reason he came across a nice car one time. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, I rolled up to him apparently. But so he was dating that girl. And she also went to the tech center and I started to date a girl who went to the tech center. And so I was the only one who didn't go to his high school. Yeah. And I wanted to hang out with this girl more, but her parents were like super religious and controlling and like, I was a bad influence cause I, whatever. That's anyways, um, <laughs> So the only way I could see her was to go to her church and I'd never been to church before. And who do I see there? This guy who I've seen walking around the tech center. Yeah. And so he obviously recognized my face. He's making stuff up right now. So I walk up because, like... You like to think you remembered. I, I try. It, it makes me feel better about myself. And the, our girlfriends were friends best at the friend. time. They were best friends since forever, but... And so we naturally were four Stuck of us together. standing there, and the girls Awkward are talking mess. about shoes, and I'm just like... Hey, yo, you like you, video games? You go, yeah, you, yo, you like video games. And, and then and, there was a moment that was just like... Click. And he's like, yeah, I do. And then I was like, yeah, I do too. I've got such and such. He's like, yeah, cool. It's like, next Sunday after church, do you want to come to my house and play video games? Yeah. That's Aww, and a friendship was born. <laughs> and it, from there, and we met up at the tech center. Yeah. Um, I followed him to his house, which was like two minutes down the road. Yeah, just two miles down the road. And then Played ever video since, games the rest of the afternoon. And the beginning of our friendship was I had this stack of NES games on top of my television. Yeah. And we would play them one at a time. We're like, we should, like, formulate, like, a list of our opinions on these games. Still have that list to this day. Yeah, so we really? made, we yeah. made a, a spreadsheet, and there was five categories, and we played each game, and we rated all them 
all the games, and we got through, and we did like 120 games. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. And we're we like, do probably 20 games every time we hung out. Some sometimes, like Legend of Zelda, we'd actually play and beat commit it. to beat the game. Yeah. But like and other a games, lot of our game Silent reviews, Service, we spent like a second on. Yeah, like a, like our game reviews is only like one game out of like the hundred hundreds that we've played together. Right. So when did the video aspect so that's what that's what brings us because we're like oh this game's really good i've never heard of it or that game's really so we found toki which we really liked and we're like what are we gonna do with this huge list of like data that we have now like let's do something with this yeah let's when we first started recording toki we we knew we wanted to have a youtube channel because we were inspired by avgn game chasers pat the nes punk and we were like let's let's make a video game review and let's do it on Toki. It's a, not a super well-known game. Super fun. So our way we recorded it was completely convoluted and made no sense. So dumb. <laughs> so what we did was is that, um, okay, well, first we'd play through the game. I only had a VCR, so we'd record on a VHS tape. This was at my house. It was, yeah. So we recorded on VHS tape. My parents had a VCR DVD combo that would allow you to dub to the DVD. So we drove over to your house. So we drove over to my house and popped it in, let it run for, I think we recorded for like six, seven hours of just playing Toki because we wanted to make sure we got every little aspect of it. That all fit on a VHS tape? Yeah. He's exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. (laughs) We filled a VHS tape. All right. But, um, I mean, some of the VHS tapes can cold quite a bit. Mm. But anyways, probably not that much. Either way. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. So we got it, we put it on a DVD and from that DVD, I put onto my computer and now we didn't know anything about video editing software so we used windows movie maker oh yeah Which um, I had with windows stuff movie in maker the issue with windows movie maker is you could not do picture in picture i when i was growing up going through middle school i always used imovie and i knew imovie could do picture in picture and yeah. i was the opposite i used movie so maker. i had set up on my computer a dual boot setup so after I was done, uh, I, did, I think I did audio in Windows Movie Maker. And then I would restart the computer, go into my Mac partition on it, and open up iMovie and do picture-in-picture picture on it because we wanted to do a little extra stuff on it to make right. it look cool. That's how yeah. we got all the pictures So and... first off, our video game quality was completely horrible because we recorded on a VHS tape. It was like 72p. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, was so awful. And, but picture-in-picture picture was funny. It worked out well. We found it. We discovered with iMovie when you rendered it, it would, for whatever reason, purposely make it such low quality. It was like it was maddening. We'd render it, wait for two, three hours while it rendered, or however long it did, and it would. We try to play, and it's like it was horribly grainy. So we looked up online for tips to make it look, and I guess it was just standard that it was horrible, and so we best found the best combination, called it good exported it, rendered it, and uploaded it to YouTube. I think it was January 12th, January 13th. January 13th. But you're missing the step where we went back to my house and we had this edited clip of, it was like, however long the video is. And we watched that clip. And I, it was either one or two takes. We just watched, no, we, we did it once for oh, pretend. Oh, we're looking at the voice voiceover. For voiceover. Because we didn't mention that. That was obviously before I started editing it. And we do the voiceover and it was... What what did was that when we had the microphone hanging off the no top? that no we that did was that from computer. my laptop that was from your laptop that's what it was through my the HP ProBook 
Um, yeah. yeah. And so we record it using their like his microphone on it using Audacity. And we didn't think to like do segments. We just watched the whole video clip and just like did the voiceover for the whole thing. Yeah. Like not like oh well we could do this minute part, this first minute then the second <laughs> minute We're like. D- didn't think we tried at all. to do it all at once and because the issue was with Windows Movie Maker, the audio was so awful to edit it. Yeah. So it was we had to do it pretty much like the quickly. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so that was fun. And that was your first first ever first video. video. Yeah. The next and video. Wait. Okay. Do you remember on how long we spent editing Toki? Twenty three. I think it was twenty three, twenty four hours. Wow. Because you wow. did the audio because, separately, and, and we didn't know what we were doing. We had no yeah. idea what we were doing. And that that includes did that include the time the ripping and the all that? No, I don't think so. Oh god, Dang. we spent hours editing that video and recording. And that it. doesn't include the playing. Did that include playing the game? Uh, I think so. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it, it had to have. New... It had to have. Yeah. Oh, Nonetheless, we got it easy, Joe. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> well, audio editing. I'll never look at it the same. <laughs> L- looking at the end result, you'd be like. Really, guys? <laughs> I like, took like, you that the end long. result was actually pretty good. I still yeah. hold it in fairly high regard that it was for a, a first, good video first video with VHS involved. Yeah, it, it was better than the next video, which I think like our first five game. Like I don't know, I, we did a few on VHS, I think, until we got and then we got a capture card. I think our Kistus Ring, which was our second video, we also used VCR. Yes, we did. And. For the recording. I thought with the Alien Syndrome we did as well. Oh, sorry. Alien Syndrome was the second video. And then I think with Orchestra's Ring, we had a really horrible game capture card. That sounds about right. So after, once we got to the second review, and they're really, they weren't even, like the Toki wasn't really a, it was kind of a, a recorded Let's like Play, and then kind of voiced over, and then a play. <sighs> so we just call it a game <laughs> review. Um, That's enough. And the, so Orchestra, no. Alien Syndrome was next, and at this point we had bought like a USB rock band mic yeah. at Goodwill for like five bucks. And it, ha- it was alright. <laughs> pretty solid quality, actually. You used a rock band <laughs> yeah. mic? Into Audacity, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It worked well. I plugged it in, it connected right in just fine. It had okay quality. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then, so we're in, we're in his basement, and we... We we didn't we, we couldn't pass the mic back and forth because we were just getting too much noise with it and like we didn't want to hold it the whole time, so we ended we up were like trying to play a game. No, we were trying to just record right and go through our notes and everything. So we drop it from the like we tape it to the ceiling and just drop like it with down. Tape. <laughs> and it worked. And we're just like you know leaning. We're like uh, Tay Zonde. We're like leaning into the mic. <laughs> and uh, oh, it worked though. Yeah. Uh, One thing we forgot to mention is. Okay, so before all this happened, before we came up with the name of Cock Collectors. Oh, yeah. That, before we have some raw footage of us doing an intro for our first name, which was actually 8-Bit and Beyond. Oh, 8-Bit and Beyond. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's where we're taking you. We're that's taking you 8-Bit and Beyond. So we thought it was a great name. And it, it sounded familiar, Decent though. acronym. Yep. Yeah. 8 bb 8 Oh, 8 Whatever. Yep, and we thought it sounded familiar. Because we started looking up online, we couldn't find anyone using it. Yeah, it just sounded too good to not be taken. Yeah, exactly. So um, Tyler actually eventually found out that that is the intro song for the Game Chasers. That's the name it's of the song. That's the name of the, the royalty free of the royalty free song. So that's where so that's it where came we from. actually got it. But from. we didn't know that that's where. And then we, we found out that I think it was on YouTube. Like we didn't even Twitter. like Twitter. I think yeah, that we found out that it was already taken on Twitter. And there was another YouTube channel that was using that name. They're 
channel wasn't named that mm -hmm. or something like that. I remember there was also another conflict with other than Twitter. So anyway, so we came up with the card collectors. I don't remember how we did. Well, we had a we had like a list of four names. I don't remember what the other two were. I'm sure we had the notepad someplace. And I think it was written down. Mm -hmm. um, and we wa we went with 8-Bit and Beyond because it sounded cooler. And quite frankly, Jacob, pronounce cart collectors right now. I don't want to. <laughs> <It's... laughs> I'm not trying to pick on you, but ours are different. I mean, we're oh, yeah. from Maine, so, you know, <laughs> ours are, are different. Yeah. So. so sometimes it sounds like he's saying rooster collectors. <laughs> it's true, though. If you guys ever hear me, I'm sure you probably heard it before this without me even thinking about it. But uh, I won't say the actual word, but yeah. So that was kind of like our humble beginnings. And, and we started doing hunt videos. Yep. Inspired by Game Traces because they would do a 30-minute hunt video or whatever. I think Maybe the hunt videos are the most exciting thing that you guys do, in my opinion. I think that's what got our channel traction. So Not you, that uh, it you want to explain to us what the hunt is? Because right. I, I mean, uh, I'm familiar with what it is. We but both come from listeners. redneck families okay. who like <laughs> so, hunting. Yeah, so we... And we do not, but, but we in, like video games. But instead of deer... <laughs> we hunt cartridges. Yep, so we would go to, like, local thrift shops, Goodwills, game stores, game if stores. We found one. And, I mean, we lived in... Uh, Waldo County, where there was only a Goodwill and a no thrift game store. store. Thrift store at that time, there was still at the um, Army Navy store. Yeah, there was an Army Navy, there was a Goodwill, and there was a thrift store. And they're all really thrift stores. So but. you could say you collected these carts. Yeah, that's the idea. Oh, wow. There okay. it is. <laughs> but when people ask us, it's like, why is, why is your name cart collectors? It's like, because we collect cartridges. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seems like a pretty obvious name. Right. Well, if you're not at all into the retro game, you... You don't pick up cartridges. Like, true. You guys work at Hannaford and you, you collect shopping carts? Like... <laughs> uh. Yeah, so that was kind of... We have four different... Uh, game videos we have a let's play we have who's the better gamer which is fairly popular basically tyler and i go head to head mm -hmm. and gaming and different kind of game Smash competition Bros, games. What, whatever is a good Everything. one versus one yep um and then we have game reviews of course in the hunts so, so you guys mentioned um goodwill and in talking about the hunt it reminded me that in past episodes of this show i almost talked about a certain Nintendo Entertainment System game that you found. Oh yeah, it's the one that really stuck with me because I was amazed at the price you got it for and yeah. what it was worth. You won't believe this story. It, yeah, I'd been on a dry spell at Goodwill, and so I go and I look in the you know all around and there's nothing. And then you know they have the collapsible things that you take donations on, and sometimes yeah. those go out on the floor to stock the shelves. Right. And in one of those, face down, was an NES card. And I'm like, sweet. So I pick it up, and I turn it over, and it has a 99-cent sticker on it, and it's Ice Climbers. I'm like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but that's probably not the story you're talking about. Yeah, that's not the story I'm talking about. Yeah, that By was, the way, that I would like to recent. interject and say yeah. that Goodwill employees find it rather annoying when <laughs> customers go through their blue bins. <laughs> Just want to let you know. It was sitting on top, and I, <laughs> I took know, it and walked I away. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, um, I've mentioned in past episodes that I worked at Goodwill, yep. and one of the most annoying things was when you were trying to put your stuff out on the shelves, and customers are digging through your, your... I mean, you said it was on top, so... Who cares? I also and if you're a customer I like, then I also don't care. <laughs> but digging through them, man. In, in my defense, the customer, crazy. the employee walked away to help another 
customer. Oh no, out. I don't go up when they're touching it. No, they, of course it, oh, needs, to, it needs to be. A, it needs to be yeah, like no, I'm abandoned. Talking, I'm talking about like abandoned. people would come up, like you're pushing yeah. the cart, and yeah. people would stand in front of you and stop you. No, to wow, that's, go that's, through that's, stuff. That's and Goodwill okay. employees are timed. Like they have to put out a certain number of items an hour, yeah. or oh. they get in trouble. So if you're like Can stopping you use that them, excuse no. Can you, you tell can. the customer off? Uh, no. You well, I mean. No, you have to be nice. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you're like super annoyed in your head. You're like, oh, just get do. away from my cart, but you just have to. Mm-hmm. See, I look Wow, at, that looks like a great item. Nice find. You know what I would even do sometimes? I'd, I would find an abandoned cart and I'd just, like, if it was VHS tapes, I'd just start putting the VHS tapes up on the shelf. Yeah, see, yeah, we, that, that's the type of customer that I like. But anyway, off topic. No. Okay. All right, so let's uh, talk about our better Goodwill finds. Yes. Do you, do you want to go first? Uh, I can go first since you shared that wonderful story about ice climbers. Um, so my story goes is I walked into Goodwill and I see on top of the glass a box for a Commodore VIC-20. And I opened it up, looked through it. Everything was complete. It even had the styrofoam and manuals and all that. Great, great find. So I had a, a friend with me and I was like, okay, I don't have any money on me right now. But can you look at this and like make sure you look interested so no one looks at it so I can run to the bank. So I hopped in my car and dro- drove to the bank so I can withdraw some money. And I came back and bought it and it was, I mean, plugged it in once I got home. It worked just fine. And later on, I got a lot of VIC-20 games. I think it was like 30, 40 games for like 50 bucks or something like that. You know they have things called debit cards? <laughs> you know I had a debit card, <laughs> but I think it was all in my savings. So I couldn't, I couldn't uh, just withdraw it. Fun fact about Jacob not so much now, but in the past, he's really good at losing his debit card. Not, not oh. like anywhere, like in his car, he loses it constantly. Yeah. Oh, in between but the in my defense, yeah. they ha- it's it wears down. <laughs> but, but also, there's this thing called a wallet where you keep your debit card. Oh, in. I keep my debit card. And you're much in you're yeah. you've nailed it. Like you've got it down now. Yeah, I'm I mean, proud of you. I have I have my my debit card right here. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually, don't have it on me. <laughs> like I said. Well then. <laughs> Bad, bad example. Bad anyway. Example. <laughs> so anyway, so that was probably my best find was the complete box Vic 20. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it so, had like joysticks with it as well, which was kind of neat. Since I'm, I'm, an, I'm just, I'm a value guy. How mm-hmm. much did you get it for, if you remember? Oh, right? okay. I, I bought it for 20. And, and how much is it worth? Um, I think it was probably over 100 right now. That's pretty awesome. So. Yes. And, and especially because not just the value but because it was you said it was in box like yep. everything was I mean, there. I'm sure a lot of people have heard the Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. Um, it was before that. That's pretty neat. So the VIC-20 came out around the time I believe the 2600 uh, just after the 2600. I think it was like in 81 or 82 was when yep. the VIC-20 came out. Okay. Go. So we're waiting. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is Tyler's best find. Yes. Because I don't think we separated yours. Well, is it I'm your Jacob. best find, Is though? it my best find? Oh, is it not your best find? Ooh. <laughs> let, let me check another game. No, it, pretty much, yeah. It's p- the best single, single item. Find, yeah. okay. Best single it, item, oh, probably. So my best find was also at Goodwill. Um, and this was before I think we made any videos for car collectors. Yes, I think it was actually... Because it never made it into a hunt. Yeah, so I think it was a month earlier. I remember it being winter. And I think that this is kind of almost what motivated us to be like, hey, we should make why don't, videos. Why don't we record this? Right, in the event that this happens. So I went to Goodwill, and they happened to have some NES games in the glass case. 
and there were maybe like six games. Um, there was like Tetris, Kirby, uh, Kirby, Silent Service, and like RBI Baseball, Miss Pac-Man, and another game that I never heard of. And I was like, well, I've already got Silent Service, and I've got the baseball game, I've got Tetris, and um, they were all five bucks each. So I was like, all right, I'll get. I know Kirby's worth like fifteen bucks. I don't have it. I'm definitely getting that. Miss Pac-Man's worth at least five bucks. I don't have that. I'm gonna get that. And this third game is really interesting. It looks really cool. So I'll, I'll buy that just because even if it's not worth $5, it's different. I've never seen it. So I bought it, and the game's called Fire and Ice, and it was an uh, unofficial sequel to Solomon's Key. Yeah, I, I can't... I've never never heard of it. It's a it's a puzzle game, and... Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a pretty good, solid puzzle it's, It game. is a good game. And so I got home, and I looked it up, and so this was, what, 2000. This was like December 2012. It was worth $70 at the time, and like I had never done more than turn like a $5 game, buy $5 for a $20 game. So, like, this just like blew my mind. Wow. I remember you telling me about it immediately after mm. you got it. Yeah, and now it's. So, you, it, I mean, I can't imagine like how surprised you must have been because you didn't even know about it. Right. Yeah. And you just bought it like, man, why not? It's different. Yeah. Five bucks, might as well. Had you heard of the game? I hadn't heard of the game before he had told me this story a couple so years ago. So then you ago. get home and you look it up and 70 bucks? I'd be like, what did I just get? And, yeah. And, yeah, and this is 2012. This was, you know, like Little Samson. What's Little Samson? 1,200 bucks now? I think it's around 1,000 right now. Not back, that back then, Little Samson was 200. So comparatively, the market was way different back then. So $70 was like a Quite top... A bit. That was like a top 10 NES game in value. Yeah. And I'm like... In Waldo County, Maine, at Goodwill. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, whoa, that was that probably some the grandmother or mom cleaning out the attic. Didn't realize what she, yeah, you know, yeah. what she just getting rid of all of her son's old stuff. Yeah. So I was like in that my happens. bedroom jumping up and down like I won the lottery and like. <laughs> so what's it worth now for the list for for our listeners? Paid five dollars. How much is it worth now? It's right now. Its average value is one hundred and seventy dollars. That's that's insane. awesome. That's just insane. And it's going to keep going up longer you keep oh, playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, longer definitely. Go up. Do games ever go down in value? Do you have any games that have, like, you got them for cheap because they were worth a lot, they went up some or whatever, and now Honestly, they've gone no. back down? No. no. So that once they go up, they stay up. Games generally. Stay up. So people have talked about, like, um, video game uh, bubble mm-hmm. like, getting it's bigger burst. and bigger and bigger, similar, like, stocks, and then eventually it's going to burst and all the values are going to go down. Nah. Hasn't personally, happened. How? how could that Personally, happen? I cannot see that happening, especially with NES games, Super Nintendo games. Only if the majority of NES games stop working, like, that's the what I was gonna say. That's the only thing, is that... No, actually, that's going to increase the price. Right, because all the good less, work, less all the working ones, right, right, those are, right. like, the only way it's going to I was thinking that down. people would stop caring, because, like, they, it's mm. just not going to, but yeah, you're right, it's just going to. It's just going to make them even work more, more rare, especially yeah. if it works. There, yeah. I if mean, there's one last working Legend of Zelda cartridge, you can't tell me that thing's not going to be millions. Oh, my word. <laughs> Trying I mean, to go we, we, for it. We have, uh, I mean, we have ROMs and stuff like that, and you can go around and then burn the ROMs on a brand new fresh it's not the real deal. It's not the real deal, but. I don't know. There um, is a game. Sometimes things do happen to a particular title that will make it drop. Um, like when the Cock Collectors does a review on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the opposite thing, when ABGN does a review, if you look two months later, it, the value always goes Fester's, up. Fester's yeah. Because people buy it and want to play example. and see how bad it is. 
Yeah. Anyways, an example of a so price... So he increases the value. He, does. Oh, yes. he, he actually does. That's just Quest. We actually looked at that and it doubled in price. It went from like a $2 game We've to looked at all of his like games that. that he's reviewed. We've looked at almost, three or four of them. Um, I've looked at a lot of them. Well, you that's, have a lot more time on your hands than I do. This, yes, that's a fact. <laughs> but one game that has dropped, though, is um, Night Trap. Um, and I don't know for sure how much it's dropped, but... This was an instance where there weren't a lot of them, they didn't sell well, and then somebody found, like, two pallets right. of them in a warehouse, yes. and they were all on the market pretty... Well, I don't know if they were all put on the market at once. Diluted the market. But Diluted they, it, p- yeah. But people knew they were out there, and they uh, would eventually come to be, so people stopped paying the scalper price. And right. Because they could get a brand new copy for cheaper. Right. What's that story you guys told me about the guy who bought... Uh, like every copy he could of a certain oh, Game Boy Color game. Rampart on the Game Boy. Um, he wanted he wanted to test the theory about how one person can increase the market of a game. Right. So he grabbed a game that was a fairly well-known game. Rampart is a great game on the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. So what he would do is he'd buy copies from eBay and he'd turn around and sell them. Slightly margin higher. And he, he said he never had more than five or six at a time. And he, by the end of the year, he raised it from, I think it was like 3 or $4 that he originally started off, and now it's like a $20, $25 game. And he did that single-handedly. Just by buying them for cheaper Just by buying them a little for cheaper. More. Because he was creating them. more sales to then And then people the would average. look at it and be like, oh, this guy's selling it for $8. Let me let me get around it, try to get $8. And then he would turn around and buy them and sell them for 9 oh, And there are some people who do that with even rarer games. They will take... A Flintstones or whatever it is that's like a hundred, two hundred or more dollar game, and they will buy every single copy they can get, and so, do anytime. a fake, uh, fake demand for it so that right. the supply, so the fake less of supply to increase the demand. Right, yeah, they are the, the they are the only supplier. Every time it's available, they get it. So they, if they set the price, and if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell, and the only option to buy it is through them. Mm. Yep. It, it, it is possible, and that guy proved it on a game that, like, it shouldn't really be that high, but it you could potentially see it being that high. But it was just, it's kind of neat that that kind of stuff can actually legitimately happen. Mm. So, speaking of games and their potential prices and their values on the market and whatever, I hear there are rumors that there might be a new place to find such games. Do you have anything you want to talk about? In regards to that, I are just, the rumors true? I just want to acknowledge that, you know, we live in Waldo County and there are zero video game stores in Waldo Go County. Go ahead and Google Waldo County if you're not from Maine. <laughs> See if you can find a population for Waldo County. Uh, yeah, it's small. The closest place, I think, would be in Bangor, you, you have to 40, 50 minutes away. From the county seat, which is Belfast, it takes an, pretty much an at least 45 minutes to get to a game store. So... That we thought it would be cool if a video game store could possibly open in Waldo County. And is one? Uh, we're hoping. We're actually hoping. If I need I a firm yes or no, <laughs> If the people who are <laughs> first. If, the, if ownership and the people who are working on it could actually, like, we'll see if they can get it done or not. Yeah, it, we definitely don't want to put an actual date. Right. Oh, no. Stamp. No, never ask you to do that. The, but to be more the clear. plan... Is to hopefully by the end of the year. To be and to be clear, we're talking about. Would you both be running it? That's the plan. Would, okay, That's the plan. cool. So, 
So it will be called. Uh, do you want to say the name? Oh, the name. We get to hear the name. Is this a for sure thing? The name, yeah. Okay. This is exciting. This is exciting. This is an exclusive. It's it's uh it's it's not at all what you would think. It's no car collectors game store. What? Are you kidding me? What do you think of that curveball? I did not. That's right out of left field. But by saying game store rather than video game store, one it shortens up the name. And having game is kind of a generic one. We could eventually board maybe games. do board games, Ooh. cards, cards. Like we can go yeah. in so direction with that. So. Is it going? Do you plan to just do older games, or are you going to be doing like a new release type Start, of deal? Starting out, we would do retro games exclusively. Yeah. Yep. Well, not exclusively. Mostly. I mean, mostly will be retro games. What makes it hard, like to to have an Xbox One S in stock? The thing that makes that hard is. But that's a lot of money sitting there doing nothing. You gotta, you gotta it, buy, right, and then right. what if it doesn't sell? And then you know the next thing comes out. That 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 the value cuts in half. Just went every down. every yeah, new generation completely. that cuts at least in half. Yeah. So and we we would like to try to stay along the like the wave of pricing going up. Like right yeah. now it's. It's like the GameCube era is now skyrocketing. Most GameCube games are now doubling, tripling in price. Right. So we'd like to try to stay right on that wave so we can maximize the profits and getting the games out to people. Right. So we're not looking to have a so bunch of the PS3s, PS4s. I mean, if, if right. we get a great deal on one yeah. that we can make a profit on, we're going to do so it. So you're, you're, you're allowing people it. to walk in and try to sell you things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tyler's mentioned, I think Tyler has well over 100 NES games that he's going to put out on the shelves and probably 40, 50 Super Nintendo games. That's nice. going to look amazing. The fun just fact is, off. just starting off, we've got, what, eight Mario Duck Hunts. We've got four or five Super Mario Brothers 3s. We've got four Donkey Kong Countries. We've got like we nice. have, four we have the All-Stars. The good stuff. Ooh, wow. so, we have the duplicates of the good stuff. Which yeah. The stuff that's going to sell. Yeah. yeah. And we've got a decent amount of stock to be able... I mean, in terms of amount of stock, we could open today. There's just other things, construction Fun. type, I mean, you know. Being legal is one of them. Yeah, legal legality. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Jacob likes to be legal, you know. <laughs> legal, legal. Something that I would really like to see out of it is anyone could have a game store. Yep. Right? You guys do have a, a niche where it's, um, is it niche or niche? Niche. niche. I've always said niche. You guys do have a niche I think Market. you mean Nick He. <laughs> Nichi. Nichi. Yeah, so you guys do have that specific market of retro, at least in the very beginning. Um, but what I would really love to see, this is just my personal opinion, is some sort of like, not necessarily a lounge, but some place where people could feel comfortable walking in and like trying out a game, even if it, you, they have to give you guys money. Right now, uh, we're actually planning on having... Some sort of gaming setup so you can test the game before mm-hmm. you walk out with it. Nice. Or if you wanted to play a game that you've never played before, maybe test it out. Yeah. You can um, hang out for a little. You know, play hang the game out. For I mean, we're gonna have bit. a couch in the store floor. We're gonna I mean, have we, right. music we, playing. We're gonna have TV playing. playing. Like we want it to, and we're potentially having uh, pinball machines in an arcade mm-hmm. cabinet, so you can just stick around and chill out. And I mentioned that because the video game. Video gaming culture is huge, especially huge. Absolutely huge. In, in Bangor. Not that you guys are going to be yeah. in Bangor, but I feel like a lot of the people who are into that kind of stuff don't necessarily have a place they can go 
besides like they're just like personal homes and stuff to hang out right. and and play games. There's not, or... there's not a huge amount of hangout spots for gaming. Mm-hmm. Not people. to play games. I mean, if you want to play Magic or something, sure. Yeah, yeah. but up in yeah, there's great great places for that. Yep, I'd come hang out with you guys. Yeah, I definitely would too. So like, we would like to make sure that like it's a place that you can go and stay for a few hours. Yeah, yeah that well, would be awesome. Maybe maybe an hour. Yeah, because because I mean, otherwise, then you're just gonna have people who are you know want to play a game your, right. and and walk out. Yeah, I mean, and, I mean we'll, you can we'll charge, charge a little bit for that. Charge a little first bit. half hour on the house after that. Basically, so, I mean, there's a lot of logistics and all that fun stuff that right. we have to go through. But but we definitely would like it to be a friendly spot. Like yeah, you go there with friends, hang out for a little bit, play some video games, buy some video games, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, or just like chill out, whatever. Sweet. Yep. Wow. Exciting stuff. Uh, and we're, yep. we're trying to make sure that we can push out like the really, really good games like we mentioned earlier. Um, that's one of our, because we don't want you to come in and only see sports titles. Like, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> right. we, could, we could fill the whole store with sports titles. We totally titles. could, but we don't want You to. guys should change the game and just be like, all the titles that everyone already knows that no one wants. But one thing that we're going to try our best is, is it... Like any retro collector, any video game enthusiast that buys video games, is they hate spending so much money on video games. Retail game store value is brutal. It's so brutal. Like we've gone to so many retail stores and not bought any games because the prices are outrageous. It's if you like, can buy the game on eBay from the safety of your home and have it delivered to your and doorstep have it delivered to your doorstep without having price. to step out in the cruel world, <laughs> like you would. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So one of our things that we're going to really try pressing hard is not go by retail value. That's we want awesome. to try to undercut the market a little bit as much as we possibly can so that we can stay in business and expand our stores, but also makes the customers come in and feel like they got a good deal. Mm-hmm. Like right. That's one of my biggest things. So you're almost you want catering. To walk, you want to walk out thinking, it's oh, about I got customers. a good deal. You're, you're catering to the customer, but not just any customer. You seem to be catering to customers who know. Who know what the value is. Who know is. what value is. Right. So experienced people. And it, it benefits everybody. Yeah, we don't want to twist your arm and make exactly. you pay $20 for a $10 game. All right, so you no, don't, don't want to take advantage silly. of like someone who just like walks in and just like wants to... Buy a game. Oh yeah, it doesn't no know way. any better than they get right. a terrible. That now, happens I would hate so that. much. It happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, I just I, I hate mm-hmm. going into a store expecting to be able to like I would like to go into a store that I know has the game that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. be able to buy it, with, not have getting to it cheaper than on like eBay or other places like that. We want it to be worth your time to drive an hour, and not even knowing what you're gonna find there, but walk away with something you're happy with, mm-hmm. yeah. and know that whatever you do it, right? see. Yeah, well, no, but knowing whatever you do see is going to be fair. Right, and you don't have to like worry about prices right. because it's not like, oh, this game's 300% value and this one's 150% value. It's all a fair I, price. I, I don't, like, going back to like going into a retail video game, so I hate always feeling like I have to have my phone out checking the prices. I always do. Like, I, I yeah. always do, but I hate having that feeling. I'd like to go into a store and not worry about that. Like, mm-hmm. with our old friend Frank, we never had to worry about no, that. You're always good. And he like, always knew what the values was, and he'd always cut us a deal, because we were, we're good friends, and we were regulars. Like, we would like to have that same experience with our customers. Yeah. And like, walking in, not having to have to be on your phone. 
Fun and fair. That's it. Yeah. Fun cool. And yeah. Glad to hear. That about wraps up our show today. We'd like to take another moment to thank Jacob and Tyler for coming on the show. Yes. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys. We definitely thank want to have you back. Yeah. Definitely. More of these are be will be coming down the pipeline in the future. Thanks for entertaining us for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no problem. It's like a great Sunday for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Had some food, so, sitting yeah. around the table talking about games. Yeah, good time. It's a good afternoon. Yeah. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. This is Joe signing off. And you guys know, here it is. The outro track. Jake signing off too. See ya. Bye. See ya.
Testing one, two, three, four, five. Testing one, three, three, seven. Testing five, two, one, seven. Testing Jake and Joey showy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>